Welcome to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rotten Reviews Podcast. On today's podcast, we are still stuck in 1985 for a comedy. Uh, it's classified as romance, but I don't really think so. Um, it's a comedy movie. Um, it's called Weird Science, which also spawned a TV series. Um, it has a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb and a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, teen misfits Gary and Wyatt design their ideal woman on a computer. A freak electrical accident brings her to life in the form of the lovely superhuman Lisa. She also fits Gary and Wyatt in cool clothes, surprises them with a Porsche, and helps them stand up to the jerks Ian, Ian and Max. Ian? Ian. Ian, I think. Uh, and Max. Uh, but all the while, the boys must hide Lisa's existence from Chet. Uh, why it's nightmare of a big brother. Dun dun dun. I don't know why I did that, but I felt like doing that. Um. You know, it's not a bad idea. What? Making a girl. Actually making a girl. This is Wyatt and Gary. I give her one digits memory glance. Something's about to change their world. Something. Out of this world. She's alive! Alive! What would you little maniacs like to do first? It's all in the name of science. Weird science. If you want to be a party animal, you have to learn to live in the jungle. Not us. Not here. No way. She is turning their lives. Trust me for once, will you? What is going on? Gary, I don't know. I don't know. Their minds. <laughs> and their house. Upside down. It's seriously affecting your sex life. <laughs> it's completely unnatural. Do you realize it's snowing in my room? Totally unbelievable. What's going on? And definitely weird. Hi, dudes. They went from zeros to heroes in one fantastic weekend. I'm so good. Universal Pictures presents a John Hughes film, Weird Science. It's purely sexual. So the movie opens up with uh, Gary and Wyatt being kind of, kind of pervs. Uh, they're high school students, and they're in their, their short shorts and their gym clothes. And they're literally just standing there watching the girls' uh, gymnastics team. And they're just standing there in awe, being the horny little kids that they are. Uh, they're imagining the things they could do to the girls. Um, and then... The two jerks, uh, Ian and 
um, Max come up behind them and they're listening on because uh, um, Gary and Wyatt are talking out loud and they're kind of making fun of them behind their back uh, to the point where they actually pants pants them or shorts them I should say because they're wearing shorts and just they uh, as they do that they actually yell to the girls to get their attention and then they kind of dip out the door uh, and then the girls just look on over at uh, Gary and Wyatt and they're just kind of in disgust just like oh there's two guys standing there watching us in their tidy whities and then we uh, cue up the classic theme music that pumps up the the whole atmosphere of the movie which I might um, include that at the outro of the podcast uh, just so you guys can hear a little bit of that um, then we see Gary hanging out at Wyatt's house. Uh, Gary's trying to shave, but has nothing, literally nothing to shave at all. Um, we find out that Wyatt's parents are gone for the weekend, and Gary's like, well, how'd that, how'd that work out? And Wyatt's like, well, my older brother Chet's actually coming home uh, from military school to keep an eye on us. And that pisses Gary off, because uh, Gary can't, can't stand Chet, uh, which is understandable, because Chet's an asshole. Uh, but the whole time while Gary's also shaving, he literally like uses all the shaving cream and just has like a whole bottle of shaving cream dumped into the sink because he's a slob and he just leaves it that way. Uh, but yeah, Gary's annoyed that at the thought of Chet coming home um, and they, they sit down to start watching Frankenstein. That's when Gary gets the idea. He's like, why don't we just make our ideal woman just like Frankenstein? But cuter, of course. Uh, why is it up to up for because he doesn't want uh, to dig up dead people. That's when Her- um, Gary mentions about him using his computer system. Because apparently Wyatt's is like computer whiz. And he's got like this high tech computer. Which he can do pretty much almost anything. For the time period of course. From 1985. Uh, it's, it's probably like this top of the line computer. That you can probably design video games and everything on. Because there is some, some aspect of 3D modeling in the programs too. Um, so then they go to attempt to build the the perfect girl. Uh, Wyatt does as much as he can with the power that they have, which annoys Gary because he's he wants more power. He wants he wants the computer to be stronger. Um, so then Wyatt just literally starts hacking into everything and reroutes like the power of the whole city to his home and to his computer. I'm not sure how Wyatt knows how to do all this stuff. Um, it's just. He just knows how to do it. And then they start cutting pictures out of, like, magazines or I think they're, like, Sports Illustrated or modeling magazines, maybe some Playboy magazines. I don't know. I wasn't really paying too much close attention to that. Um, But, yeah, they start pulling out pictures and scanning into the computer to get more of likeness. And then they, they... we cut to the guys that are doing like this ritual candles and everything laid out and lit and they have bras on their head. Uh, I don't know what they thought this was going to do for them, but uh, you know what? It works because the wind starts to pick up and the lights start flashing red and green and starts things start to get crazy and uh, things start to blow up around town because they're rewiring the power so much. And then we see this one weird scene. Just to give aspect of how crazy things are going, we see this lady in her kitchen uh, doing something, and her dog is sitting on the ceiling. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I guess that's just the the whole atmosphere and everything's just going haywire. Uh, and then Gary grabs this uh, piece of computer and then chucks it out the window to try and stop everything. I don't even know what piece he grabs. I don't know if it was a desktop or a monitor or just some random scanner piece. But he literally just grabs it to chuck it out the window to try and stop everything. Um, then we see the door burst, burst open. 
and there's a red light coming behind it and it's a little bit shadow and behind it we see the perfect lady walking out lisa and then from there uh we see the three of them in the shower together um not sure how it goes from you know them just meeting here for the first time then going right to the shower uh but the boys are still dressed well dressed from the bomb down uh they still got the pants on still got the shoes on and they're just you know in the corner of the shower while lisa's naked getting you know clean and they're just looking on in awe and kind of like mumbling back and forth to each other then we cut to see the boys dressed in really ugly suits uh as they're leaving the room but as they leave the room uh lisa changes the suits from ugly looking stuff to like nice fancy stuff and gary's like whoa where'd you get that kind of kind of clothes like where where'd that come from and uh wyatt says the same thing to gary and they're totally confused they don't know what's going on yet and then we cut to the three of them in the car together and uh that's when we find out what lisa's name actually is i know it's not a big point or but it's it's the first time that we actually get to know what her name is and i think they're having like a pink Cadillac or Bel Air I'm not too sure but it's a it's a pretty decked out car uh, and then they head to a bar where all the people and once they walk in all the people just stop and stare at them now they might be staring at Lisa because she's a very attractive young lady or they might be staring at the two dweebs with her uh, it could go either way and then uh, I think it's wise like we, we can't drink here and then that's when she hands them uh, fake IDs to say that they're 21 years of age i think they're like 15 in the movie but i could be wrong on that one i, I think there's references to them being 15 years old uh and then we have gary who's sitting down at this table with a bunch of jazz musicians and like jazzy folk and he's just trying to you know get to know them better just, just talking about random stuff and they're pretty much just like well, why why are you with her or why is she with you is probably the more correct phrase to go and then uh they start to make him drink, uh, which is kind of funny, which gets him drunk really fast. Um, because at first he's like, no, no, I don't want to drink it. I don't want to drink it. And then the one that the other jazz guys is just like, you're going to drink it. Just just drink it. I don't know if they're trying to make him drink it just so he will shut up. That could be a good thing uh, or a good possibility. They just don't want him talking anymore. But then he starts going on this story about falling in love with this girl and telling her he loves her and yeah yeah and the guys are all interested and very curious and then i think wyatt mentions that the girl like pretty much sacks him and all the guys are just shocked by it and then as the party's going in the bar the um, wyatt decides you know it's, it's time for them to get ready to go and he helps gary up and gary literally falls over drunk as they're heading out the bar fast man let me tell you my story man last year I was insane for this crazy little eighth grade bitch. Okay. Crazy, insane? Insane? Crazy? I was nuts for the woman, man. Now you gotta believe me. I'm saying, I'm telling the truth here. I'm speaking to you. I mean, I was nuts for the girl. And what did to me was these big titties she had. For a 13 year old girl, man. <laughs> she would not have to worry about no titties for the rest of her life, boy. You know, she was set and she was looking good, son. That's the truth, baby. I called every night for like a month. I mean, I'm talking devotion, man. Every damn night? Every night, Mitch. I ain't playing with you. On the telephone? What's this boy talking about on the telephone, man? Explain it, What's that? Yeah. God damn, we know there's a 
I'm trying to phone, boy. What the hell thing I'm doing? <laughs> but he hung up boy? on her. Oh, you didn't hang up on her. The chick with those big, big titties? Man, I hung up on the bitch. Man, you know, now here's the camper. You know what the bitch did to me? Lay it on. Check uh. this shit out. Listen to what she did to me. She need you in the nuts and called him faggot in front of everybody. No, she did what? Bitch need your nuts? Bitch need my nuts, bitch. And then we cut to Wyatt, who's then driving the trio home. And uh, Gary's in the backseat, still talking, drunk out of his mind, has no idea what, what's going on, where he is. And uh, we just, you know, it's just the uh, aspect of Gary or Wyatt being the young male driving for the probably the first time, I think it is. And uh, then at that point, Lisa asks Wyatt, well, what are you going to tell Chad about, Chad about her? And uh, he has no answer whatsoever. He's pretty much, his whole idea with Chet is to just hide Lisa from him. That way he can't say anything to their parents. Um, they get home and Chet is waiting for, for him. Um, he's ready to pretty much kick his brother's ass due to what time, like the time of night is. I think it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. And Chet's not happy with it because, you know, he's the military brat. And, you know, Wyatt should be home when he needs him to be home because he's like the babysitter. Um... Then uh, that's when uh, Chet then tells why he's going to tell mom and dad everything and maybe even make up some stuff as well to try and get him into more trouble. Um, then Wyatt drags a drunk Gary into his room and Gary and Chet start having a bickering back and forth with one another. Um, Wyatt is then outside. I don't know if he's on a balcony in his room or if he's actually outside the actual home. That's when he's like trying to whisper or whistle for Lisa to come over. Uh, the whole time Lisa's actually right standing behind him. And then they start to make out a bit. So Lisa is definitely an older lady, probably in like her mid 20s. Uh, Wyatt's probably like 15 or supposed to be like 15. So, you know, I know love has no boundaries in age, but. Uh, it's an interesting, uh, interesting movie. And then we have Wyatt waking up the next day, and him and Gary think that everything the night before was just, just a dream. And I think Gary's like, "Well, did you in your dream? Did you have a dream of me, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and puking all over your sink?" And Wyatt's like, "No, I don't think so." Uh, then from downstairs we hear, um, I think it's Lisa calling Wyatt and Gary down for breakfast. And that's when they realize, "Oh shit." Everything last night wasn't a dream. It was all actually real. Uh, Wyatt goes down to talk to Lisa. Um, this whole time he's going down to talk to Lisa, though, he gets out of bed uh, and doesn't realize he's in, like, a, a sweater crop top and some girl's panties. Um, but yeah, he's, talk he's talking to Lisa, and he gets her to leave the kitchen because he doesn't want Chet to find out. And as uh, she, she leaves, Chet comes into the kitchen uh, and steals his breakfast. Um... They have some bickering back and forth, and then Wyatt goes to leave, and as he's walking by Chet, Chet makes a joke about having nice panties on, and then they both take a double take between each other, and Chet's like, what are you doing? I'm going to tell Dad, like, why are you wearing girls' underwear? And that's when Wyatt needs to uh, then give up his VHS player, because this is the time of the period of the movie. If you guys don't know what VHS player is... I think I've said this a couple times before. Uh, pause this and go Google it. Um, but yeah, he gives up his VHS player for Clyro so Chet won't tell his dad because Wyatt is extremely scared of his dad knowing that he's wearing uh, women's panties. And uh, Chet's disgusted at the fact that uh, Wyatt's wearing 
girl's panties. And the whole thing, the only thing that uh, Chet's actually wearing is a towel on his waist. He takes off the towel and tells uh, Wyatt to cover up. And this whole time, Chet is now standing bare-ass naked in front of Wyatt. That's just weird, too. Uh, we then have them all in the mall together. Uh, Wyatt and Gary sit down on the bottom floor. And then there's, like, the balcony floor above. And that's where our two assholes, uh, Ian and Max, come into play. Again, uh, they notice the two of them are sitting down down below them so they're like ah you know what this is gonna be fun let's take our slushy drink and just dump it on their heads being you know the the funny guys that they are then uh we then see ian and max uh they're chasing after lisa as lisa's making her way through the mall they're totally in love with her at first sight even though they have girlfriends uh like hilly and deb i think is their names but they could care less about their girlfriends. Because uh, the girlfriends are also pissed off of them too. Because of what they just did to uh, Gary and Wyatt. Because they thought it was very immature. Um, yeah. They catch up to Lisa outside the mall. And Lisa's just trying to blow them off. She's just like, I'm just waiting for my ride. And that's when Gary and Wyatt pull up in a Porsche. And Ian and Max just looked really pissed off. And they're like, let's, let's just not talk about it. I don't know what's going on. But let's just not talk about it. While getting ready to drive away, Lisa tells Ian and Max that there will be a party at Wyatt's house and to spread the word that she wants everyone around to know, which then starts uh, to get Wyatt into a panic attack uh, while he's walking around the house, you know, saying to Lisa, like, why would you tell everyone there's going to be a party here? There can't be a party here. My parents would kill me if there's a party here. Uh, Lisa then leaves uh, Wyatt at the house to go pick up Gary and pretty much just telling him, like, you know, relax, I'm going to go pick up gary i'm gonna meet his parents and we're just gonna have a fun time it's just gonna be a fun party um but yeah then we have uh lisa at gary's house meeting his parents they're all sitting down together on the couch and chairs and stuff and uh gary tries to sell, say that she's like exchange student and that and the parents definitely know like she's a lot older than any student should be in high school and then uh she's lisa just starts joking around she's like yeah there's gonna be lots of drugs and sex and just kids running around their underwear orgies everything and the parents definitely aren't happy about it to the point where the dad's like you know what i'm gonna call the cops you're not gonna you're not gonna take my son out of my house and uh lisa pretty much tells the dad to f off uh and as she, he's getting ready to call the cops she actually pulls out a gun on them and then uh gary and lisa leave the house together um Lisa's telling Gary in the car to cheer up and or or she will blow his face off with the gun and she's pointing the gun at him and then she shoots the trigger on the gun and it's actually only a water gun and Gary's all in shock because because of everything that just happened and then we cut back to his parents and the mom's asking the dad if she thought Gary was acting weird and that just responds with who's Gary so something that Lisa did zapped uh, Gary's dad's memory, but didn't really zap the mom's memory. So I don't know why it wouldn't zap both of them, but she kind of did like a little men in black thing there. Uh, back at Wyatt's house, Lisa opens up the door, and, and they're, in, they're inside the house, and she's opening up the front door looking outside, and you can't see anything but people and a bunch of heads. Uh, it's just the whole front yard and everything is just packed with people getting ready to come in and party. Um, we then see Wyatt and Gary are hiding in the uh, washroom upstairs. They're nervous, and uh, apparently when Wyatt gets really nervous, he starts getting some stomach pains, and he really has to take a shit. And I guess uh, Gary, just being the friend he is, he's like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit in here with you while you're constipated and trying to poop. 
because that's what friends do. And then Ian and Max show up at the party, and the girls are already there. They're just like walking around, and um, I think Ian tells tells Max, you know, you go get the drinks. I'm gonna go kill the girls because they also notice Lisa walking around the party as, as well, and they're just like, you know. What? I'm done with my our girlfriends. Let's just both double team this lady that's a lot older than us because that's what we're just going to do. That's the type of guys we are. Um, the girls then go upstairs. They're in the search for the washroom and they knock on the bathroom door because they, I think they heard the toilet flush. Um, Gary asks the girls what they're up to and then uh, they have a little conversation back and forth. And then we hear Wyatt um, from the background. He's like, yeah, Gary was just in here dropping a shit. Because he doesn't want to take the blame for the washroom sticking. Then the four of them are in the washroom together. And they have like this weird conversation between each other. And um, the girls just literally want to go in to check their face. To fix their makeup if they need to be fixed. And the guys are like, yeah, yeah, just come in. But they don't actually leave the washroom. So there's the four of them all all just hanging out together. Uh, then the girls ask Wyatt and Gary to excuse them for a minute. Instead of leaving the room like a normal person would be able to do, uh, Gary and Wyatt decide to walk into the shower and close the shower door. And they're just literally in there having a conversation back and forth. And they're like, yeah, I think these girls actually like us, blah, blah, blah. And then when the time comes and they get the confidence to peek out over the glass door at the girls, it's two totally different girls, uh, nerdy girls, looking back and at them all happy that two boys actually like them. Uh, we then cut to this little scene where uh, we see Wyatt's grandparents are uh, out for dinner. And they're talking about stopping in to check on Wyatt because they know the parents are gone. And then we cut back to the party where Ian and Max are trying to uh, say sorry to... Uh, they're just trying to say sorry to um, Gary and um, Wyatt because for what they did at the, the mall earlier. Because that's their way of trying to get to Lisa is, you know, trying to get closer to them, saying they're sorry and everything. Um, and then at one point, the guys actually offer up their girlfriends for a chance at Lisa. They're like, oh, well, you know, you guys can have fun with Hillary and, or Hilly and Deb if, you know, if you give us a shot at Lisa. Because the Ian and Max believe that Lisa is pretty much under Wyatt and Gary's control and that she does whatever they want. Um. Wyatt and Gary then show Ian and Max the computer and attempt to make uh, them a girl for themselves. Uh, this is when Lisa figures herself what's going on because the power starts flickering, the wind starts picking up, and she's not impressed at all. She's not happy with the whole thing at all. And uh, everything starts to go bad. The room starts to flip. Uh, kids start getting sucked into the TV uh, while they're watching the Munsters. Uh, everything starts getting sucked out of the fireplace too and shot out to the front yard. I don't know why, but all the furniture, all the books, everything just gets sucked through the fireplace and just shot right out. Um, and then everything has stopped and Gary sees a figure in the doorway and thinks it's where, thinks everything's worked and that, uh, Ian and Max will help their, their special woman. And then we just see it's a very upset and annoyed Lisa. She's like, you know, you guys just had to be the big shots and just had to try and show off. Uh, they find out the one thing that they forgot to do, which they did the first time, is they have like jumper cables that they hooked up to a Barbie doll. This time they didn't hook it up to a Barbie doll. They forgot to do it. Um, this time the jumper cables are just sitting on the ground, which are actually on like a Times Life magazine, which actually has a giant nuke on it. And that creates a nuke for the, the whole house. 
um, like a, the whole nuke just breaks through the floor and is, is sitting inside the house now. And Wyatt's literally having the biggest panic attack of his life because he does not know what to do. Uh, that's when the grandparents pull up and think something must be going on, you know. There's a bunch of vehicles outside, loud music, you know, a bunch of furniture on the front yard, books. Yeah, something might be up, grandparents. You know, just just an idea, idea that something might be up. Uh, they get they get inside and they start yelling at everyone to get out. Uh, Lisa tries to talk to them, uh, but they won't listen to her. Uh, she goes to tell Wyatt. Uh, when uh, Wyatt finds out, he's all relaxed. And then he's like, wait, what? My grandparents are here? And then he goes down to talk to Lisa again because she just you know tells him then walks away uh he can't find his grandparents so and he asks lisa what happened with them she goes over to like the pantry closet to show them uh the grandparents are inside that closet now like frozen in time and lisa's just like you know they're just they're just relaxing don't worry about them they'll be fine uh at this point lisa thinks to herself that the boys need a challenge to help bring out their confidence and she uh starts zapping this crazy biker gang outside the house uh, it's like this Mad Max, which is, well, it's Mad Max because the leader of the Barker Gang is Lord General from Mad Max. Um, I believe one of the Mad Max movies. It's been a while since I watched them. Uh, but yeah, they start breaking in, start trashing the place. Um, Gary almost gets ran over when he's trying to run up the stairs because his one go-to place is to go hide in the washroom. I'm assuming that's where he was headed. But uh, one of the guys in the Biker Gang literally drives their bike down at him. Uh, he doesn't get ran over, but, uh, you know, he, he's, he's scared shitless. Uh, Lisa then finds the boys hiding inside a closet. Uh, she tells the boys to come out so they can, you know, stand up to the gang and prove to everyone that they have what it takes to, you know, be, be macho men. Uh, then this closet they're hiding in is actually in the kitchen as well. Uh, one of the gang members, uh, punches a hole through the back of the closet in the, like, dining room area and literally pulls Wyatt out through the wall. Um, cause you know, the walls aren't thick at all. Apparently, um, we then have them confronted by the leader of the gang, Lord general, um, the leader of the gang tries to, uh, steal Max and Ian's girlfriends because that's one of Lisa's things. She, she knows the boys like the, uh, Hilly and Deb. So she's like, well, maybe if Lord general takes them, they'll get up the confidence to get them back. Um. Uh, then Gary and Wyatt finally stand up, start to step up their game and stand up to Lord General and the biker gang. Uh, Gary tells the biker girl to literally shut up and calls her a bitch, I believe. And they goes to confront uh, Lord General and tells him to either let the girls go or and get out or stay and die, pretty much, essentially. Uh, then they have a standoff. And then I think it's Wyatt that steals Lord General's shotgun. And that's when the whole line comes out that uh, leave the girls or and go or stay and die. Uh, Lord General starts to walk away and all the members of the group just start to say how sorry they are. It's like the one guy, I, I don't get his name, but he's the gentleman from Hills Have Eyes. He's like, you know, just how about we don't tell anyone? I really don't want to lose my uh, teaching job. So if we could just keep this on the down low and hush hush, you know, that'd be great. And then another one of the biking gangs is like, you know, maybe we could just hang out for brunch or something someday. You know, it's my treat. Uh, I'll pay for everything. Uh, how about we just don't tell anything about the tell anyone about this ever happening? Uh, and then Gary starts talking about how incredible it was while waving the gun around. Um, he's got the 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 handgun that Lisa had earlier that she shot at him 
squirted out water. Uh, but yeah, as he's waving his gun around, all the people in the party are just kind of like ducking because they're scared. And Gary's like, you know, it's fine. It's just a water gun. And he shoots up the chandelier and it actually shoots a real bullet out. And Gary's just like, I don't want anything to do with this now. Um, take the gun away from me, please. And then it's the next morning. We see everything is trash. And Chet is making his way home from like a little hunting expo, that, like duck hunt that he went out for. Uh, he heads upstairs to check out his room. And for where he sees the house is already trash. So he, the first thing he wants to do is go check his room to make sure it's not trash. Uh, he gets upstairs, checks his room, opens the door, and it's snowing inside. It's the only room in the house that is, has a full-on winter blizzard going on. For whatever reason, I don't know why. Uh, then uh, Chet finds Wyatt sleeping in his sister's room. Um, he sees Gary sleeping in the room with... Uh, Deb or Hilly, I, Hilly, I don't know which one's which, I really didn't care, um, but then that's when he finds Wyatt sleeping in this, what looks to be like his sister's room, or maybe the parents' room, and he starts to torture him, uh, then Lisa speaks up and tells the boys to go take the girls home, um, Lisa wants some one-on-one time with Chet, uh, Chet's all excited about it, because, you know, Lisa's a very attractive lady, he's, he thinks he's going to go a totally different way than it's going to go, uh, which it doesn't, it doesn't at all. Uh, and then Lisa pretty much tells Chet, she's like, I can be a real bitch if I don't get what I want. And that kind of excites Chet a little bit. Um, then Wyatt drops, I believe it's Hilly off. And as she's walking away, she, uh, he yells, I love you to her. Because the sprinklers on her yard come on. She, he's just getting sprayed. But he could care less. He's so excited and happy. Um, then we cut back to uh, Wyatt's house. And Lisa has turned Chet into some sort of talking pile of poop that's also part frog uh i don't know what he's really supposed to be he, he's a toad probably i guess i guess would be the most accurate thing but really he looks like uh i forget the character's name but he also looks like the opera singing pile of poop from conqueror's bad fur day on the n64 uh it kind of looks the same same aesthetic both ways uh, and then we cut to Wyatt and Gary making it back home. As they head inside, uh, the cars start to disappear because Wyatt has had one car and Gary had another car. They like have a Ferrari and a Porsche. Uh, um, Gary also has a, a cop chase going on. Um, but he cuts over a train track when the train's coming just to avoid the cop. But this is like the shortest train ever because as soon as he gets across and then the train goes by train's also done but the cop's like ah he's gone too far now i'm not gonna bother chasing him anymore um but yeah once again inside they see chet has become this big pile of i'm sorry pretty much he just keeps saying he's sorry and how much he you know loves the guys and he's he'll never torture them ever again but he probably will because that's just what chet does um and then with gary and wyatt then go to talk to Lisa to explain to her that they are in love with Deb and Hilly and she explains that's all she's ever wanted for them she just wants them to be happy and she wants to help give them the confidence and the boost that they need it to actually be able to do so and then Lisa says her goodbye to them and she leaves leaves them um, then after she leaves them everything starts going back to normal uh, just as soon as Wyatt's parents show up in the taxi cab. All the furniture starts getting sucked back in. Everything goes back into the original spot. The uh, nuke goes away. Uh, the kitchen goes back to the normal color because it was just painted blue for whatever reason. Uh, and then I guess the grandparents just get zapped back to their home. I'm not really sure. Maybe they're still in the pantry for all I know. And uh, Chet slowly transforms back into his normal self. 
And then at the end of the movie, we cut to the boys, uh, or a, a boys' gym class, I should say. It's not the actual boys. I don't think they're in the gym class at all. Uh, but it's a g- boys' gym class, and their new gym teacher is Lisa in this, like, short shorts and spandex suit, and all the guys are pretty much just in love with her and literally just fall down and collapse because they're in awe of her. But, yeah, it's definitely a good movie. I enjoy it. Uh, I like the fact that this is my first one to kind of venture out of horror. Uh, this is like full-on non-horror movie, full comedy, uh, comedy romance, it says. It's got a bit of romance, but it's more comedy than anything. Uh, I do enjoy that this was the first one because uh, it's a movie I really enjoy. Uh, it's got some great cast in it. And I, I love the TV show as well. I definitely highly recommend checking out the TV show if you guys haven't. And check out the movie as well because it's a fun one. Uh, out of five, I would give it a three and a half. I think it's a really good movie. Uh, it's got some good laughs. Uh, when Chuck gets turned into this toad creature thing, it's got some pretty good special effects. Uh, there could be a little bit more back and forth like between um, Gary and Wyatt and the Lord General aspect. Because um, that thing gets dropped pretty quickly, but it's also the fact that Lord General knows he's pretty much there just to, you know, be the boost of confidence that the boys need. Um, but yeah, so that brings us to picking our next movie. Uh, we're going to go with a fun one, one that I haven't watched, I think, in probably like two years. I'm really looking forward to getting back into watching it. Uh, it's a Kurt Russell movie, and it's a Big Trouble in Little China. So it's comedy and mixed in with a little bit of horror. Uh, horror sci-fi I should say so I'm definitely looking forward to watching that one so until next time I'll talk to you guys all later as always make sure if you like the uh, podcast make sure to leave a like or a comment wherever you're listening to this uh, leave a rating if that's an option um, as always feel free to find me on all social medias at Typhonstein uh, or use the hashtag the Rotten Reviews podcast I'll leave the links and everything down in the show notes below And until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace. Bye-bye.